Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Wednesday, March 8th, 2023. Let's let the music ride for a minute. Get everybody rocking and rolling. It's Wednesday. You guys are probably tripping. It's like, it's, it's Wednesday, dude. What are you so excited about? It's Wednesday. You got two more days of the week, and it's the weekend, right? Party on. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. All right. <sighs> How's it going today, guys? Hope everyone's doing fantabulous on this beautiful Wednesday in uh, sunny Florida. It's uh, balmy 85 degrees. We've uh, decided to postpone winter until uh, December, so uh, sorry for the other... 49 states that are going to be cold this weekend. Um, but, yeah. I'm not happy about it, trust me, because this is just the beginning. It's going to be hot. All right. A couple things, guys, before we get into the show. Uh, let's talk about our newest sponsor to the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Make sure to check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at checkout to get 30% off your purchase price. That's my radio announcer voice there. ChristianLawson.com. Check them out. Don't forget, use promo code DTOM at the checkout. Get 30% off, guys. Check them out. I know you got birthdays coming up. Maybe you got a kid graduating high school or college. You know, be get him a nice watch or her a nice watch for, uh, for a gift. You know, maybe you got an anniversary coming up. Don't forget about your wife, women. Don't forget about your husband. Uh... Gender neutral, uh, part. No, fuck that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so yeah, check them out, ChristianLawson.com, guys. A couple other things, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on right now, please go ahead and subscribe to the show, follow the show, whatever it is. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple, make sure to give us a five star rating. If you want to leave a comment, preferably a good one, so I don't have to hunt you down and kick your ass. 
It's not supposed to threaten people into giving you a good comment. Oh, okay. Anyway, five star guys, hook us up, get us into that algorithm. We're really doing really good. Another great start to another month. So we need to top February's numbers because it's a longer month, right? <laughs> so we need to top February's numbers. So I need y'all's help. So make sure you're sharing this with your friends and on your social media platforms and wherever else you you share stuff. Uh, please hook a brother up. And uh, I'm thinking about maybe starting some merch. I, I don't know if I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'll keep you guys updated. I'm going to do some reach, research on that. But uh, what you can do once you... Once we have that, it'll be on our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. So go ahead and subscribe to that now. Look us up. I won't spam you. You'll get uh, you know, some nude pictures of me mowing the yard and stuff like that. But other than, oh, not, not doing that. Okay, we're not doing that. No, you'll get show updates and blogs that I do. And when merch is available, it'll be on the website. So subscribe to the website now. That way you get the heads up on anything that's going on here. Also, if you're on social media, you can find us at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker. Ticker Talker, basically, all I do is drink videos. Chris came up with an idea of doing some short TikToks prior to doing shows. However, I did not do one today because I wasn't prepared to do that. So, uh, maybe Friday. Anyway. Um, also on Twitter, we are there, uh, DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me, it's PCGC underscore 1775. All right, guys. So I have got a little bit of a different show than most, what most of your podcasts that you might be listening to are talking about mainly because everybody's talking about the same thing. So we're going to dive in to the Tucker Carlson January 6th tapes, and we're going to go minute by... We're, we're not doing that. No, we're not doing that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I watch Tucker. I, I think it's hilarious watching these tapes because... And the reason I'm not going to really talk about the tapes as I'm talking about the tapes is because... Duh. Right? I don't have my soundboard up, so I can't play my news of the obvious situation there, but... Duh. Right? We, we knew this. We knew... That the government was hiding evidence. We knew that it wasn't anything more than what it was. And the and the violators, so to speak, that were breaking stuff and busting up windows and rallying up the police were actually paid agitators. That is yet to come out, but I guarantee you that'll be the case. And uh, let me start my 40-minute segment on J6. Anyway, so second now... <laughs> But so we knew this. I'm not really going to talk about the tapes. I've talked about it in the past. You know, you've had some people that have been brought up on charges on J6 and that have actually gotten off because they were able to afford a lawyer that was able to get this video evidence, that was able to introduce it to into evidence and say, here's my client being led into to wherever by police officers. <laughs> he And they get off. The reason... You have certain people in jail for this situation is because they couldn't afford lawyers. Lawyers, They had uh, public defenders, and those people aren't going after evidence. This evidence should have been given to them, yeah, by the prosecution, but whatever. 
the defense of, you know, public defenders aren't going to dig. They're not going after their best. So that's why you see the, the, the shaman, whatever, the QAnon shaman and whoever else that's in jail because of these offenses that obviously weren't. If you haven't seen these tapes, the... It's it's kind of funny get on Twitter and everyone's either either everyone's like yay look at the tapes or everyone's like oh this is crap I can't believe that that they let Tucker have these tapes so he could edit them and make them look like they're whatever what the fuck ever guys so anyway that's my rant on J six but another thing about J six real quick no I'm joking <laughs> okay so um, on that note about J six and civilizations and us against them and the government's coming after us and the the they the the they is coming after us and and we're fighting with our neighbors and we're it's white versus black and it's black versus brown and it's brown versus white and it's republican versus democrat and it's this that and the other thing we're going to dive into that aspect the division and, and, and really, you know, the show is called Don't Tread on America. We have a ton of people outside of this country that listen to the show. And both of those people that listen to the... No, I'm joking. <laughs> but we have a pretty good following outside this country. So, <clears throat> what I'm going to talk about today isn't necessarily just about an American thing. This is a world thing. The last show that I did was about 15 minute or was that the last show it wasn't sunday show was it what did i do hell i don't even know who who am i what are we doing here do i do am i doing a podcast i don't know what was the last show i did i did john finnerman so the uh <clears throat> 15 minute minute city show i did on friday i believe that was this is going to kind of encompass that situation and um when i talked about 15 minute cities it's not just an american thing these things are going on all across the country, all across the world. And I talked about the situation going on in, in England, in uh, Great Britain, in Oxford, and London, and all these different areas. And talked about cities in America that are prime for these locations of these 15-minute cities. But you have to ask the question, how will we get there? How will we get to that point? And here's the scary part. Trump, the other day, was giving a... I don't know if it was at CPAC or where it was at, but... Um, and he talked about freedom cities. So, is there a difference? Is a freedom city basically a 15-minute city? You, you hear these things being called different names. I've heard 15-minute cities. I've heard 20-minute cities. I've heard smart cities. I've heard freedom cities. They're all basically the same thing and I think the idea is and this is what worries me about whoever is running or will be president in 2024 and just because you might live in another country England Spain Vietnam I don't know I can't even name all the countries Vietnam Honduras a lot of South America a lot of Europe just because our president isn't your president the world, unfortunately, goes the way of America. I mean, true or false, right? And we can sit here and badmouth Biden. We can badmouth Obama. We can badmouth Trump. We can badmouth DeSantis. We can badmouth whoever. The thing that worries me is, <clears throat> and Chris has said this before, 
that maybe there is no good guy. Maybe there is no hero. Maybe it's just different levels of bad. And I and I mean he's he's very cynical in what he says. And and two years ago when he was saying all this stuff, I was like, whatever, dude. Come on, there's got to be a good guy. But does there? Does there have to be a good guy? Why does there have to be a good guy? There has to be a good guy because we're told there's always a good guy. There's always a white hat, right? You watch just about any movie. For the most part, they end in a happy place, right? But we don't. We're not living in a movie. This isn't the Matrix. This isn't, you know, put movie here. Whatever. I don't. I don't know. This isn't. This is real life. There doesn't have to be a happy ending. There hasn't doesn't have to if there was happy endings, if if there was such a thing as your life ending in a happy ending, there'd be no death. There'd be no illnesses. You know, everyone would die at a certain age, just naturally go to the great beyond. You wouldn't just die suddenly. You wouldn't have car accidents. You wouldn't have diseases, you know, that kill people suddenly. You wouldn't have heart attacks. So obviously, there's no such thing as a happy ending, right? We're all going to die. You could live the best life, be the nicest person, worship God, love your wife, love your husband, love your kids. You could do all of those things and still die. You could get hit by a truck. Who's happy, right? You're dead, so you don't know any better. I mean, I don't know what happens once you die. You go to heaven, you go to hell. You go in the dirt, you go in the incinerator. But what do you, what is your spirit, what is your soul, what what happens when you die to you? But is everyone else happy? Are people celebrating at a funeral? No, they're crying. They're not happy. It's not a happy ending, right? I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Basically, what I want to introduce you guys to is this show and what, what I'm going to talk about is how to survive the collapse of civilization. Because there is no happy endings. Okay? How will whoever implement these quote-unquote whatever cities, 1520, smart, freedom, whatever you want to call it. I've talked about the things that we deal with in our life and how... Uh, how um, conveniences have progressed through your life. We talked about credit cards and debit cards and cell phones and then smartphones and then so on and so forth, right? It's all about conveniences and that's how they sell you everything is look how convenient it will be. That's how they're going to do these cities. Whoever, <laughs> whether it's Trump or DeSantis or Biden or Biden 2.0, whoever's the, you know, Democrat or whoever's even past them. This isn't going to happen tomorrow. Um, but it's going to be a situation of convenience. And it brought me back to if you guys have ever been to Disney World and I've never been to Disneyland, but I think they have the same ride there. And it's the... Uh, Oh, what's it called? The uh, Carousel of Progression or something like that. And if you've ever been on it, it's not the 
it's not like a fun ride. It's just kind of uh, you sit there in a theater essentially, and they kind of take you through the progression of of conveniences in in America and we're in most other civilized nations, and how technology has progressed through time to make it more convenient for you guys, or I say you guys for us. <laughs> And I never really thought about it until I thought about it. Now, this isn't like an exciting ride. It's not like going on Space Mountain or whatever. But it's one of those rides that if you've ever gone to Disney World, I don't, like I said, I've never been to Disney I've never been to California. But if you go to Disney World in Florida in June, July, August, September, October, March, pretty much any month that's not maybe December or January, you kind of get on that ride mainly because it's about a 30 minute whatever in air conditioning. So you're like, okay, let's go see that. And <clears throat> I never really thought much about the ride until I started thinking about the ride and how it was a, a preparation to get the people that were on this ride ready for the future. And it basically took you through a timetable. I, I, I think it might have started in the 40s or the 50s of how different things in your home made life easier as time progressed. And then if you've ever been to Epcot and they have these cities of the future, they have these things, it's like, okay, it's just Disney World, it's just Epcot, it's just, you know, it's make-believe. Is it? Is it make-believe? And the reason I'm bringing up 15-minute cities or freedom cities or smart cities is, is this, because it's coming Okay, <laughs> when you have Donald Trump, he might have called it Freedom Cities. I'm like, yeah, Freedom Cities. Why do you think he called it that? He knows the time. He knows the game plan. Okay, goes back to what Chris said. Maybe there is no good guys. There's different levels of bad. Or they're just all bad, not necessarily at different levels, just different ways they show you their evilness or goodness or whatever. You you have to make it sound like it's the best thing in the world. 15-minute cities, 20-minute city sounds kind of like, hmm, I don't know, that's kind of fucked up. But if you call it a smart city, well, that doesn't sound so bad. You got a smartphone, right? Smartphone's great, right? I can get on my smartphone, I can get on Facebook, I can get on TikTok, I can get on Twitter, I can get on Instagram, I can get on, what's the other one, Snapchat. I can, I can look up anything on the internet. I can... You know, call whoever, I can text whoever, I can pretty much do anything you want on a cell phone or a smartphone. It's great, or convenient, right? But if the smart city is being presented to us, excuse me, I'm getting the hiccups now. If a smart city is being presented to us by the, the left, well, then the right is going to come out with the freedom cities. Oh, these freedom cities, these are for patriots. These are for, for God-fearing, American-loving, you know, freedom cities. So then it's a situation of this. <laughs> Will you have a smart city zone A versus freedom city zone B? Is it going to be like the Hunger Games? Is it going to be, <laughs> what are we talking about? Or are freedom cities and, and smart cities and 20 and 30 and 50 and 15 and whatever they want to call them, are they all the same thing, just different names to make it sound good? Or is it a way to divide 
this country more. If you have to go to these cities, you have a choice. And I'll, and I'll reference back to uh, Demolition Man. Are you going to be a part of San Angeles, the smart city of San Angeles? Or are you going to be one of the, whatever they called the Dennis Leary and his, his people, the dirties, the smellies, whatever, the underground people, right? Uh, struggling for food and making, you know, rat burgers and shit like that. Right? Another way to sell you on how great a utopia is. Movies, TVs, radio, music. This is... Everything is done for a reason. And it's the beginning of the collapse of civilization. Not just in America, but around the globe. Or the plane, or whatever you want to call it. Now, before I get into this, I want to go back to January 6th. No, I'm joking. But before I get into it, I do want to say this. I generally keep my shows around an hour. Okay, and I've rambled on for 21 minutes now. <laughs> and I haven't even gotten to the show. So with that being said, this more than likely will be a two-parter. So please follow the show and let's get into it. So I guess the question is this. Are we on the road to civilization collapse? Now, if you guys recall, longtime listeners of the show, I did a, I did a series last year sometime. I, I don't remember the dates. You can look it up. But it was the rise and fall of empires. Of the great empires. And <clears throat> I think it was a it was I think it was a three part series. And it was last summer sometime. And uh, I talked about the great empires of our of of what we know. Now there's been a ton of empires of, of some sort. But I encompass just a few of the, the great, when you think of empires, you think of these empires, the Roman Empire, the Mongols, the British Empire. Um, I, I can't remember. There was, there was two, I think, one or two more in there. And I ended it with the American Empire. Because the funny thing is this. In looking up <clears throat> land masses, do you know if you go on, and I use DuckDuckGo, so whatever. I don't know if that's any better than Google or not, if it's just another level of Google, I don't know. I'm, I've given up on trying to figure things out. There are some things you can find on there that you can't find on Google, so whatever. But if you, if you look up the square mileage of the, of the United States empire, you will find nothing. It'll give you the square mileage of the United States. It'll give you the square mileage of the, all the territories but it doesn't really go into the empire because as far as hmm, normies, if you want to call them that, people that don't that are blue-pilled, they don't believe that this is an empire. This is just the United States. What are you talking about? It's not an empire. There's no king. There's no queen. It's not an empire. Okay, not all empires had kings and queens. They had leaders. You know, I mean, you had Rome. The Roman Empire didn't have a king. You had a tyrant, a leader. Mongolian Empire didn't have a king and a queen. I mean, I guess technically, kind of all empires have a quote-unquote king and queen. Um, Genghis Khan wasn't a king. I mean, I don't even know offhand if he was married. I would assume he was because he had sons. But it's not like it was King Genghis and Queen Susie, whatever his wife's name was. 
Just because England had kings and queens doesn't mean all empires do. Some have presidents. Some just have leaders. Some just have, you know, whatever. So the word empire gets mixed up into, uh, into oh, this isn't an empire. It's just the United States. What are you talking about? So, you know, you have to ask the question, are we on the road to a collapse? If you look at everything that's going on, and, not, and it's not even so much that everything's going on right now, just however old you are, if you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, think back to your lifetime, how things have changed, how wherever you might live, whatever country you might live in, whatever state you might live in, how much more divided we are, how you might look at your fellow citizen when you're out and about, whether whatever color they are, however old they are, whatever gender they are, right? And in the in that series I did, I tried to link the rise and fall of past empires into what was going on with with America right now. And the way the empire the American empire has set itself up is if it fails, the world fails. I mean, you might live in another country. You might be like, that's bullshit, Don. You're full of crap. You're an elitist. You're a, a American, whatever. Cool. I'm telling you the truth. How many countries take the U.S. dollar? Okay? If you live in Vietnam, for example, if I go there with U.S. money, I can use that money true if you come here from Vietnam you can't go to the Circle K or the 7-Eleven or the grocery store or Walmart or whatever and use Vietnamese money no you're going to have to go to the bank go to a, a currency exchange and get your Vietnamese money changed into American money if I'm wrong guys please message me find me on on Facebook don't tread on America Go to the website, don'ttreadamerica.com. If I'm wrong, tell me. But I'm pretty sure I, as an American, with my passport, can go to any country and use my American credit card, use American cash. If this country falls, if this empire falls, which it's going to happen, the world falls. So when I sit here and ask the question, are we on the road to civilization collapse? It's not about America. It's, it's a domino effect. It's going to start here. It's going to be like playing, uh, what's that? Uh, that the te not Tetris, but you know, the game with the, I, I'm an idiot. Don't worry about me. Um, Jenga. <laughs> so I was going to say Jumanji, but I was like, what the fuck? It's not Robin Williams and shit. But uh, it's like that. It's like playing Jenga. As you take pieces out, eventually the tower is going to fall. And am I am I saying, well, we need to not let that happen. We need to let the American empire thrive and take over the world. No, I'm not saying that. But the leaders that I guess we elect or whatever, however, whatever, however, all that happens. I mean, I know I know the basic idea. I know what I was taught in social uh, studies and uh you know, 
is that what's really <laughs> happening? I don't know anymore. But um, when you hear different parties, leaders saying basically the same thing, it's got me a little worried. And this is what I'm saying. In order to get everybody in these smart cities, freedom cities, whatever you want to call them, you've got to convince them that this is a better place for them to be. Okay? You don't want to lock them up. You don't want to... <laughs> I saw somewhere where, where someone called it a concentration city because it's concentrated, right? <laughs> it was like, I don't know if you want to call it concentrated because then you go back to Germany, concentration camps, and so on and so forth. So you have to find a friendlier name, right? And uh, <laughs> if uh, you have to convince the people. But how are you going to convince them? You're going to get these cities get built. And and I'm saying this as a 50-year-old man that's probably never going to see this come to fruition. And whether it happens 20, 30, 40 years from now, I mean, I might not live another 10 years. I mean, just because of my personal illnesses and stuff. So, um, whatever. It's your problem. No, I'm joking. Um, but they're going to have to convince, and, and a lot of people across the this great land of ours and across the globe and the, the fruited plains and wherever you live and whatever, you're going to have at least half of your population say, yep, let's go. It's great. I don't, have to, I don't have to have a car. I don't have to worry about putting gas. I don't have to, you know, you're going to have people that are like, yeah, this is great. I don't have car insurance no more. I don't have to worry about gas. I don't have to worry about getting new tires or oil changes or this or that. I can just get my huffy out and fucking ride to wherever. I can walk. I can get on the streetcar and whatever. It's great. Who's to say? So if you have, um, you know, 50% of your population, then you got to convince the other 50%. But how are you going to do that? You've got to bring... You've got to scare them, essentially, into these cities. How do you do that? So, you know, great civilizations aren't murdered. You look back through the ones, if you go back and listen to that series, if you haven't listened to it, and you'll understand what I'm talking about. They, they aren't murdered. They aren't conquered. They, they basically commit suicide. They get too big for their own britches, so to speak. They grow too fast. Inflation. Uh, leaders let power go to their head. Whatever you want to say. Um, civilizations are basically often responsible for their own decline. And that, you know, whether that's a civilization, and we can call them empires at this point. Um, you know, but however, usually this, <laughs> the self-destruction is usually assisted. And I'll, I'll just go back to the Roman Empire, for example. They were a victim of many ills, including overexpansion, climate change, oddly enough, environmental degradation, and poor leadership. <laughs> Does that sound at all familiar? Think about where you're at right now. And I'm not just talking about in this country. Everyone can relate to what I'm saying right now. But... Um, you have uh, 
the collapse the collapses in these empires and these in these civilizations um often quick you know sometimes they happen when they happen it seems like they happen quick but it's usually something that takes a little bit of time it's not like you're an empire today and you're not tomorrow but you'll you'll see the decline um our deep past is marked by recurring failure we um we in this country have only known what we've been told none of us are old enough to remember anything past your time right you can recall what you read in a history book you can recall what you were told i posed this question to chris and i haven't done any research on it so just bear with me when i say what i'm about to say but i asked the question to him i said what if the revolutionary war never took place what if that event never happened what are you talking about don it happened how do you know because you read it in a book because you were told by your teachers that george washington did this and ben franklin did that and samuel adams and Paul Revere, and I'm not saying it didn't happen. I'm asking the question, what if it didn't happen? Oh, Don, you can go to Philadelphia, and you can go to Independence Hall, and you can see the Liberty Bell, and you can go to Boston, you can see the the Old North Church, and you can see Paul Revere's house, and I've been to all those places. I've seen those. I love history. I've been there. I've been to Gettysburg. I've been to D.C. I love history seeing the old buildings. I love knowing the history. But how do we know it actually happened? Were you alive? Well, Don, were you alive to say it didn't happen? No, I'm just asking a question. What if all of this is just a facade to make up the American empire? If you're in England, if you're from England or whatever, and you're listening to this, you could be saying, well, that's true. What if... What if, okay, what did they call America 200 years ago? The new world, right? What do we say these days? What do people like us talk about? The new world order. What if they discovered this land, whoever they is, and decided to start their new world order here? What if all the stuff that we were taught in history, whatever country you're living, because I guarantee you in different countries they were taught about the American Revolution. What if all of it was a lie by the, the, the powers that be to give us hope of some great warriors that took place in citizens now, the funny thing about that is, and this is why I pose this question, is because we talk about the Declaration of Independence and how solid the Constitution is of this country. And when things get brought up, we try to throw that back in their face. Oh, what about freedom of speech? What about Second Amendment? What about this? What about that? And you could see the angst in their face like, God bless, you know. It's like, are they pissed because of the document or are they, because, are they pissed because they know the document isn't really ironclad so to speak is this where your civilization civilization and this empire 
starts to erode from within. They build a story of how American was one, so to speak. And we've had wars. So let's get past the Revolutionary War. You had the War of 1812. You had the Civil War. You had World War I, World War II, these other things. Have you noticed that in our timeline, in our time frame, and what I mean by that is me, people listening to this, if you're 70, 80 years old listening to this, I, I know there's one person that's close to, up in that age range, and you probably remember Korea and Vietnam, and your dad or your grandpa might have talked to you about World War I or World War II. Those are real events, but none of those events took place here. All the wars that took place here are in our history books. Well, Don, because everyone's dead from that time. I get it. Everyone's dead. That's the point. Everyone's dead. There. No one can, can, can no one can go against the story. They're all dead. No one can. That's bullshit. I was alive back in 1812. There was no damn war. Ever notice how all the wars that took place on this soil, no one's alive to dispute them. I'm just, I'm just riffing here. And I'm not getting to the point of the story. <laughs> but here's four reasons. The civilization won't decline, but it will collapse. As modern civilizations shelf, expire, shelf lives expire, more scholars have turned their attention to the decline and fall of past civilizations, just like I did on the rise and fall of great empires. I'm evidently a scholar no? Okay. Their studies have generated rival explanation of why societies collapse and civilizations die. Meanwhile, a lucrative market has emerged for post-apocalyptic no novels, movies, TV shows, video games, for those who enjoy the victorious thrill of the dark. Uh, futuristic disaster and mayhem from the comfort of their cozy couch. Of course, surviving the real thing will become much different story the latent fear that civilization is living on bar time has also spawned a counter market of the happily ever after optimists who are uh, desperately cling to their beliefs in endless pro progress popular Pollyannas like uh, cognitive psychiatrist Stephen Prinker provide this angst anxious crowd with soothing assurance that the titanic ship of progress was unsinkable. Pinker's publications have made him the high priest of progress. While civilization circles the drain, his ardent audience find comfort in lectures and books brimming with cherry-picked evidence to, pro to prove that life is better than ever and will surely keep improving. Yet when questioned, Pinker herself admits it's incorrect to extrapolate that the fact that we've made progress is a prediction that we're guaranteed to make progress. Pinker's rosy statistics cleverly disguised this fatal flaw in his argument. The progress of the past was built by sacrificing the future, and the future is upon us. All the happy facts he cites about living standards, life expectancy, and economic growth are a product of the industrial civilization and has pillaged and polluted the planet to produce temporary progress for growing middle class 
and enormous profits and power for the tiny elite. Not everyone who understands that progress has been purchased at the expense of their future thinks that civilization collapse will be abrupt and bitter. Scholars of ancient societies like Jared Diamond and John Michael Greer accurately point out that abrupt collapse is rare historical phenomenon. In the long descent, or I'm sorry, the long descent, <laughs> Greer assures that his readers that the same pattern repeats, the pattern repeats over and over again in history. Gradual disintegration, not sudden catastrophic collapse, is the way civilizations end. And that's what I'm saying. It doesn't happen. It gradually happens. I guess the question is, if you're drawing a timeline of the collapse of the current civilization, I'm not talking about America, I'm talking about modern civilization, wherever you live, for the most part, if you're listening to this, if you're... If you have a, a smartphone, <laughs> whatever brand, whatever operating system, whatever, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you have the ability to listen to the words I'm saying right now, you're a part of modern civilization, period. doesn't matter what country. doesn't matter who your leader is. doesn't matter. You're a part of it. If you're drawing a timeline, where are we at on the disintegration of this civilization that we live in. Greer estimates that it takes on average about 250 years for civilizations to decline and fall and finds no reason why modern civilization shouldn't follow this unusual timeline. So now, I'm going to branch off on that. So, in the um, the series I did, The Rise and Fall of Great Empires, I talked about that timeline and it is right, about 250 years. But in, in the way this story is being read, it's civilization. Well, the civilization we live in, if you if we're in 2023, so 250 years ago, right? We are at what? What year would that be? Just quick math, right? 1773. So, in essence... If we want to say modern or civilization as we know it now, which would have been the creation of the American empire, the new world. And let's say that took place 1776, 77, 78 constitution was ratified in what 83, I think it was. So let's say from that point, we're looking at about 2030, 2033, somewhere in that time range, which is interesting numbers because we've talked about Agenda 2030. We've talked about Event 201, Agenda 21. We've talked about those things. <laughs> if the average time frame is 250 years, we're approaching that end of civilization. And isn't it interesting that we're having this discussion about smart cities and 15-minute cities and freedom cities and blah, blah, whatever cities you want to call them. You constantly get barrages of um, uh, different uh, 
survival food, you know, like I, I, I don't know all the companies, but you know what I'm saying? The, the, the three month food supplies and stuff like that. And, and I've talked about building up on food you should buy food and you should stock up and, and, and I'll get into why that isn't a horrible idea, but isn't necessarily the, the thing to do in a minute. And I'll talk about even these, uh, like my Patriot supplies and those different companies. Oh, it's got a 20 year, 25, whatever year sh- uh, shelf life. Okay. I get it. That shit's expensive. If you guys have ever priced it, you know, I've thought about buying some myself and they're not a sponsor of the show, so I'm not buying it. No, but it's like, I don't know. Can I, can I, can I say I need to spend $500, $1,000 for food to just sit in my closet that I might not ever need, you know? And, and I'm listening to different podcasts that, 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 and I'm just going to use my Patriot supply for example, because that's usually the one that, um, sponsors a lot of different shows I listen to. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the best day in your life will be when you throw it away. Right. But, and these guys and gals probably have some in their house. Maybe they get a discount. Maybe they get a free, you know, batch. I, I don't know. But, of course, they're going to pimp the product because they're a sponsor. Right? I talk about Christian Lawson watches. I have Christian Lawson watches. Why do I have Christian Lawson watches? Because they give them to me. Okay? I use Redcon uh protein stuff you know the the you go there they got all sorts of different products i use that i get a discount okay it's good stuff i'm not saying it's i don't it's crap and i just use it because i get a discount i'm not saying that but my point is is (laughs) you listen to different radio shows and podcasts and tv shows and whatever and a lot of these people pimp the products because they get they get a discount they might actually use the product but I wonder how many people that do podcasts and have a sponsor this month and then they don't have that sponsor next month that they still use that product they talked so greatly about. But nonetheless. Um, So if we're in that time frame of the 250-year range, what would be the point of spending $500,000, whatever, on food that you need 25 years? Because if shit goes down... Like, you know, Chris and I, we talk all the time and we have these discussions and I know he's not on the show every day, but I try to bring a lot of what we talk about to the show. And, uh, we, we were talking about if, when, I shouldn't say if, but when, whatever happens, happens, these smart cities and freedom, whatever you want to call them. If it's a situation where it's like, we're doing these uh, you know, you should move to the to the cities. And like I said, 50% might say, yeah, that's great, let's go. It might be 70% say, yeah, great, let's go. What about the other 30% or so that say, fuck that shit, that's crazy, I'm not doing that, I want to live in my house. I want to live in my 20 acres out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you've heard people buy land, buy this, buy that. They know who you are and where you're at. You're in the system, whether you want to be or not. Oh, I'm off the grid. Do you have a driver's license? You're not off the grid. (laughs) You know? So what's going to happen then? They're going to force you out of your home? What are you going to do with that food? They're going to throw it away? They're going to confiscate it? I mean, the, the levels of what could happen at the end 
are so broad. I don't see them coming around knocking on doors and saying, let's move to the city. It's got to be something that happens. There's got to be something that happens to get people there. Not just the people like us, the 30%. I'm talking about all of them. Right now, if you live in a house and you have a comfortable life and you pay your bills and you have a decent life and you might work and you might whatever, if you do all this stuff, why would you want to give up your home to move to this 15-minute city? You know, I think people that jump on board first will, will be the people that don't have much, might live in an apartment complex or live with their folks or live with five other people in a in a tiny apartment or whatever so they're going to have to sell the public on doing this so they're going to maybe forcefully collapse the civilization and then hit the reset button we talked about it we've heard people talk about the great reset all of this is going to encompass together your great resets your digital whatever your 15 minute cities it's all going to hit, collapse, ruin, decay, and then the build back. The great reset. Everything's great now. Like I said, a lot of us people listening to this show that are in my age range, we might be in the beginning of the end and we might deal with some heartaches. But we won't see the, the other side of what happens. Because it's not going to crash today and be built up tomorrow. You're talking a process of hardships. If we're to believe that the American Revolution was an actual event, and I, I'm not questioning that it didn't happen, <laughs> not yet. I'm going to do research on that. That'll be a show for, for another day. <sighs> Read your history book. Let's, let's assume that's right. What have I said in the past? History, it can't be accurate because it's always written by the winners. Okay? Remember that. But even in the history books, in the story that we were told of the Mayflower coming over and this country being built and people settling and then the, the American Revolution, all that stuff, was a hundred-year progress of struggle. Right? Even during the American Revolution, it was five years of struggle. And then after we gained our independence from Great Britain, there was struggle. Okay? So, let me get back to what I was saying. So, the assumptions are built on shaky ground because industrialized civilization differs from all past civilizations in four crucial ways. And every one of them may accelerate and intensify the coming collapse while increasing the difficulty of recovery. Difference one. Unlike all previous civilizations, modern industrial civilization is powered by an exceptionally rich, non-renewable, and irreplaceable energy source. Fossil fuels, which I hate using that word because... That's based on the idea that oil came from dinosaurs, and I think if you have half a brain, you know that didn't happen. <laughs> this unique energy base uh, predisposes industrial civilization to a short meteor uh, meteoric lifespan of unprecedented boom and 
drastic bust. Mega cities, globalized production, industrial ag- agriculture, and human population approaching 8 billion are all historically exceptional and unsustainable without fossil fuels. Today, the rich easily exploited oil fields, coal mines from the past are mostly depleted. And while there are energy alternatives, there are no realistic replacements that can deliver an abundant net energy fossil fuels once provided. Okay, so we talk about that. Well, we want to get rid of oil. We want to get rid of fossil fuels. We want to go solar. We want to go wind power. We want to go here. We want to go there. I'll tell you right now, I had solar put on the house. Why? Because everything's getting so expensive. I'm trying to combat the energy bills. Does it mean I'm some green new deal no i'm not saying that i'm trying to be smart about (laughs) maintaining my lifestyle and my battery backups and my whatever (laughs) but uh that's part of it get rid of that stuff we're gonna stop the pipelines we're gonna blow up pipelines we're gonna stop them from building pipelines we're gonna stop this we're gonna do this phase one difference too unlike past civilizations the economy of the industrial society is capitalist production for profit is its prime directive and driving force the unprecedented surplus energy supplied by fossil fuels has generated exceptional growth and enormous profits over the past two centuries but in the coming decades these historic windfalls and abundant energy constant growth and rising profits will vanish however Unless it's abolished, capitalism will not disappear when boom turns to bust. Instead, energy-starved, growthless capitalism will turn uh, catabolic. Catabolism (laughs) refers to the condition whereby a living thing devours itself. As profitable sources of production dry up, capitalism will be compelled to turn profit by consuming the social assets it once created. So essentially what they're saying is that the oil industry will eat itself. And it's interesting because it'll eat itself by force because you see where, like in this country, we're not renewing leases. We're not allowing these oil companies to build new platforms and new situations. So yeah, they're going to dry up their quote-unquote fossil fuels, their sources, because you can only dig so much in one spot and eventually that's going to dry up. Difference three. Unlike past societies, industrial civilization isn't Roman, Chinese, Egyptian, Aztec, or Mayan. Modern civilization is human, planetary, and ecodial. Ecodile? Ecodile. I don't know. Fucking, I'm sure it's a some kind of eco-friendly type situation. Pre-industrial civilization depleted their topsoil. Uh felled their forests and uh, polluted their rivers. Wait, this is pre-industrial civilization? It sounds like now. Well, this is interesting. I'm going to make a connection here. So pre-industrial civilization depleted their topsoil, felled their forests, and polluted their rivers. Remember that. But the harm was far more temporary and geographic and limited. Once market incentives harness the colossal power of fossil fuels to exploit nature, the desire... Or the dire results were planetary. Two centuries of fossil fuel, blah, 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 blah. So this article, obviously, they're going to poo-poo on fossil fuels. And that's their 
reasons as to why, you know, civilization is going to collapse. I, I think that's more of a, we need to pass a new green deal or civilization is going to collapse. But I'm going to say this. Back to the pre-industrial civilizations depleted their topsoil, felled their forests, and polluted their rivers. Okay, we're still felding, if that's a word, our forest. Felding, that's chopping down trees, essentially. Depleted their topsoil and polluted their rivers. I'll go to say that maybe we're in the process of doing that now. Look at all these fucking train derailments. Isn't it convenient that there all seem to be trains carrying hazardous chemicals of some sort? Or these different things, different uh, chemical plants and some sort of plants and this plant and that plant blowing up. What is that doing? So you've heard about the different situations happening in Ohio. All of those things blowing up into the air. You've heard reports of people in around that region. West Virginia, parts of Virginia, um, Kentucky, Tennessee, Ohio, Pennsylvania. Where there's this white dust. Well, what is that doing? If that's from these different situations, which one has to believe that's the case, could it be that's going to, it's not going to deplete your topsoil, but it's going to poison your topsoil. It's definitely polluting the rivers, right? And it's not like it's just some little creek in the backwoods of, of Ohio. It's the Ohio River. Right? What scares me is, you know, I get whiskey from Tennessee and and uh, Kentucky. Is it? It's not going to mess that up, right? Hmm. So I think when I'm going to look at difference four here, human civilization collectively capacity to confront so it's too many people. <laughs> so, so let's break it all down. So, essentially. Fossil fuels, too many people uh, killing our own resources, essentially, is what this article is saying. I'll kind of go in a different direction. Basically the same thing, but a different direction. The the they are going to get rid of your fossil fuels, if you want to call them that, and those types of things. It's going to be part of the destruction, part of the collapse from within. Uh, technically... This planet has plenty of room for 8 billion people. The problem is, is 8 billion people want to live in certain areas. Saw a post on Facebook today and kind of made me think a certain way. But there's this kid that played football with my son. Me and his dad used to coach football. About two months ago, he came out of the closet. And I don't know if I talked about this on here or not. But uh, really wasn't a shocker. You know what I'm saying? He was one of those kids. I say kids. He's probably 26, 28 years old. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? These young whippersnappers. But nonetheless, like, oh, I'm gay. Wow, really? Hmm. But lately, he's been posting a lot of crap on Facebook about the governor and about whatever. And I'm like, whatever, dude. It's like all of a sudden you're gay. Now you're liberal because... Like a year ago, you were all about Trump and everything. So I'm like, I, I don't know. Anyway, um, so the thing today was he was bitching about the governor in Florida needing to do something about home prices and rent and so on and so forth. Okay, well, that's, that's the thing. When you live in a capitalist society, 
it is what it is. Why are how and and I was I was going to comment. Fortunately, someone commented what I was going to say, so I was like, I'll let it ride. But the the person that commented said, "Supply and demand. It's simple. It has nothing to do with the governor." And it's it's right. You want the governor to or the president or Congress or whoever to tell you how much you can charge for whatever. I could ask a million dollars for my car. Doesn't mean I'm going to get a million dollars for it. But if someone really wants my car, they might pay for it. Well, I live in an apartment and it was rent was 800. Now it's 1200. Okay. Why is it 1200? Because the landlord, number one, is a dick, but sees an opportunity to be able to make more money. Because that same apartment across town might be $1,400. House prices, it's a situation of until either people stop moving to Florida, house prices, everyone I see people bitch, house prices, rent, da da da. It's not DeSantis. I don't care who the governor is. I don't care who the president is. Those house prices and rent and those things are, are happening because people are moving to an area. I guarantee you, you look at house prices and apartment prices in Montana, and it's probably cheap. You see what I'm saying? Because who, I mean, no offense to anybody in Montana, but you would you rather live in Florida or Montana? I mean, I'd probably rather live in Montana, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Look at house prices in Kentucky compared to Florida. You can get a lot more house, a lot more land for this, for less than what you can get down here in Florida, you know? I'm <sighs> just saying it's about the area you live in. I mean, shit, look at New York City, for example. You, I, I, the the DTOM studio that I'm in right now is probably a 100 square foot room if, without getting the tape measuring out and measuring I'm just guessing it's 100 square feet it might be 120 this room in New York City could be a studio apartment with you know instead of a bigger closet it would be a bathroom slash kitchen and it would probably be $1,500 a month or more. And I'm not, you think I'm joking. If you guys are listening to this from New York City, you can vouch for me. God forbid, I, I live, my house is 2,600 square feet. Could you imagine renting an apartment that big? In, in here, you're talking a million dollars. Easy. So, anyway. People want to live where they want to live, but don't bitch about the price. You want to complain if you've lived in Florida your whole life, and you want to complain because rent now is four, five, six hundred dollars more than it was two years ago. Don't blame the governor. Blame the knuckleheads that are all moving here from their shithole states that they came from. Which you can't blame them for moving because the whole you know state was a shithole. <laughs> they had governors ruining their states. I get it. It'll catch back up. It's just going to take time because they got to build. Anyway, so we're we're a little past an hour, so I'm gonna I'm gonna end it there. All right, bye. Click. Um, but what I'm gonna do on the next show is I'm gonna get into how to survive the collapse of civilization, and then <laughs> I got 15 ways to meet your lover. Just Get out. How does that song go? I have, to, I have to look that up. That'd be funny. 
uh, to survive the coming collapse of civilization. And I'm going to read through these things, and then I'm going to give you the DTOM uh, ways to survive the coming collapse of civilization. Well, the next DTOM show, but seriously. Guys, please follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Talker, PCGC underscore 1775, and DTOM underscore 1775 on, on Twitter. And the best place to find us is on the interweb at www.donttreadonamerica.com. And um, like I said, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, fo- uh, follow the show, number one. Subscribe to the show. Follow it. It's free. I don't do Patreon. I'm not going to make you pay for special programming. I'm not doing all that stupid shit that other podcasts do. I'm a dude with a full-time job and a part-time podcast. I ain't got time for all that. I'm lucky I can squeeze out three shows a week. And um, so follow us, share. Uh, If you're on a podcast app that gives a rating thing, give us a rating. Give us a five-star preferably. And uh, I guess that's it. That's all we got. So join me again on Friday where I continue this and I'm going to tell you how to survive all of the madness so don't forget to uh, come back on Friday and check us out alright guys you guys have a great day it is what is it March 8th 2023 and I will talk to you again on Friday <laughs>